to the Man Up Podcast. I'm Winston Wolf. I solve problems. A spiritual oasis for men. We're not pastors, just regular guys. Put that coffee down. Coffee's for closers only. So, for the uncommon man, created by equally uncommon men, this is Man Up. Hey, and welcome everybody. This is Man Up, Man Up Podcast 133. Hard to believe, and we're glad you're here. Where is here? Here is, no, it's not Sugarland. it's H-Town. <clears throat> Grab a globe, spin it around, bang! You're probably in water. Fine, Texas, southeast corner of Texas is Houston. Go out the southwest side as if you're going to Sugarland, and go about halfway there, and that's where we are. And one final time, we are in the Man Up studio for this podcast, Podcast 133. And uh, we're not pastors, we're just regular guys, each of us on this faith journey. And we're glad that you have joined us. You might have found us on iHeartRadio, on SoundCloud, on iTunes. We have a Facebook page at man-up where you can go ahead and post questions for us. We also have a website which is at man-upspiritualoasis.com with links to everything. And all of our podcasts are archived on SoundCloud. What we do here is we're just a bunch of fellows that are on this faith journey talking about things and in a deep discussion about faith that you basically can't have anywhere else. Because why? Because of the political climate that we have nowadays. And also because what we do is we'll take a a scripture, a Sunday school lesson, and we'll try and update it and put a man spin on it. One thing different about this podcast, different from any other show that you'll run into, is that we understand that men, men have a lot of commitments. There's time commitments. You have family. You have work. You have community things that you do to enrich your life. But So what we do here is this. We have a typically about an hour podcast, but we first go through and we do a basic overview of what we're going to be talking about because some of the stuff is going to be more pertinent to you and than other stuff. And then what we do is then we'll read a scripture and then we'll unpack it and just kind of peel the layers back like an onion for the remainder of the podcast. So hope you enjoy it. And if you do, go ahead and just leave us a comment and, uh, or, or a question and we'll go ahead and we'll muddy it up the best we can. I want to go ahead and introduce the panel at this time. My name is Bill Cox and I'm the host. I'm basically a, uh, I'm the director of Man Up. Uh, ABF, Adult Bible Fellowship, or Sunday School at Sugarland Baptist Church. My basic background is that I'm a salesman, uh, also kind of a contractor, but I've been a writer, an actor, and that kind of thing. So you might identify a little bit more with me, but uh, but we have a great panel that we have weekly, and I'm going to introduce them not only by name, but uh, but by other things that they do. So. When you hear them, you may relate to them a little bit more than some of the other guys. So, and 
He is a world-class policy writer, but he's also a professional gambler. We have Mr. Steve Titch is here with us. And we have an attorney. You can't do anything without, <laughs> without an That's attorney. Right, buddy. <laughs> That's right. And, uh, and he's a prosecutor, so he can defend you or he can throw the book at you. We call him the judge. Michael Cropper is here. Hi. And this, this particular lesson is built for this guy. He, he is a world-class professional trainer uh, for a Fortune 100 uh, company, but he's also kind of like a our theologian or intellectual, and uh, it's Robert Koshu, and he's here. And the one lesson I haven't prepared for. <laughs> right, right. I, I, took, I wouldn't have been I, I took I took Bill's task and said, "Hey, <laughs> show up, that's fly right. by the seat of your pants. That's right. See what and happens." He got stuck in the well in Function Field Road, Houston. You know, there's traffic, and we had an unusual conglomerate. Oh, man. I, I may have used a few so unchurch what... words on the way here this right, evening. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, they they uh, they call me Mr. Gloss. I can just basically gloss over stuff, you know. <laughs> but, but we're certainly glad you're here. And uh, we, what we use is we use... Uh, we use a variety of texts, and this particular study that we're doing is the Connect 360. The title of it is The Fullness of Christ, and uh, it, it's the book of Colossians. And that's our, our focal text, and uh, the lesson it says, Who is Jesus? And we're in Colossians 1, and the focal text is 15 through 19. And I'm just going to go around the room and get a basic overview of what we're going to be looking at from the perspective of the panelists here. But before I get to that, one panelist who is not here, and that's Deacon Kyle. Deacon Kyle is back on the road again. So we miss you, Kyle, and uh, stay out of the traffic that we were in. <laughs> so <laughs> so uh, I'm going to go ahead and start out with uh, with Professor. Yeah, this is, d despite my lack of preparation, I'm sitting here scrambling and reading. This is, quite frankly, where we start. Period. End of discussion. We have no other starting place than this in our faith. No other starting place than this has men. Jesus Christ is God in the flesh. In the image of God. Walking on the earth. This is, you know, you know the big joke about uh, John chapter 1 is my favorite Christmas stuff because it says the word became flesh and dwelt among men. Or the accurate Greek translation that comes along the lines of and made his dwelling or pitched his tent among men is a really good translation of that. Right, and so right. this is the verse, this little section of Colossians because we're dealing with the heresy that basically said hey, Jesus really wasn't a flesh and bone body down here on the earth. He was kind of a spirit that looked like a man, but wasn't right. really a man. And so this is, we, he's, Paul starts to deal with that here, but the reality of it is, this is where we start. Right, right, and I, and I really like that, because I'd heard that term before, pitch his tent among the people. And so, and I, and I get that. That's really awesome image. Uh, Judge. Yes, 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 folks. Uh, uh, Bill will read the text in a minute. If you want to join us, if you want to open your Bible, 
We're at Colossians 1, 15 through 19. Folks, a uh, short passage, but possibly the most vivid and powerful statements which paint a picture of some of the attributes of God which are described in Jesus Christ. Some of those come from John, like Robert mentioned. Some of them will actually come from Genesis. But they are, they're colorful, they are vivid, they're short, and uh, we're going to talk about that, and I look forward to it. Steve, it's interesting because Paul was writing to address the heresy that uh, Jesus was not human. He was always this, this God-like being, even while he was on earth. Paul here lays the great mystery on the line. Everything that is God is contained in Jesus. And what's interesting is today, uh, perhaps the teaching that, that finds its way into the church is that, well, uh, Jesus, you know, never said he was God. You know, that, that there's, a, there's a theologian, uh, Father Dominic Crossan, I believe. I think he's with DePaul, but he's yes. out there on the internet. I, I've actually read a couple um, of his books. There, there you are. <laughs> Don he, Dominic Crossan, I his, love his, his stuff. His, his <laughs> tenet is that it wasn't until about the 3rd or 4th century that the church decided that Jesus of Nazareth was divine. And right here in Colossians, written around A.D. 60, A.D. 62, right, right, right. we have that Paul laying that out right here, and, and it all read ready. This is only five verses. Uh, much more is contained in Romans, which was only written a few years before that. Uh, but it's, it's clear that from the beginning, not only, not only in the Gospels does Jesus say he was God, uh, Paul drives that home in a number of his of his letters, and this one in particular, uh, quite strongly. Excellent. And with that, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to uh, read the scriptures, Colossians 1, 15 through 19. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For by him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones of powers or rulers, or authorities. All things were created by him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. And he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead, so that in everything he might have the supremacy. For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him. Definition of image. <laughs> Might not come up with that, if that's okay. Um, it's a visual representation of something, such as, for instance, a likeness of an object produced on a photographic material, uh, a picture produced on an electronic display, a television or a computer screen, it might be the optical counterpoint of an object, counterpart of an object produced by an optical device, such as a lens or a mirror, or an electronic device. Could be the mental, mental picture or image of something. Uh, for instance, she had a negative body image of herself, and then also mental. Uh, these are just a few of folks. Just I pulled off that are easy to understand and read. Also, a mental conception held in common by members of a group and symbolic of a basic attitude and orientation. So, uh, the question that first came to my mind here, which we talked about in class, I'm sure you guys have talked about, 
do we really look like God? I mean, really, do we really look like God? The only thing I can go back to before you answer that, Bill, Bill's ready to fire, but I'm going to hold him up for a second. Before I can go back, we go back to Genesis and Adam and Eve, and it says that God created them in his image. I've got that. I've got that. I'm going to jump in. Let me jump in. No, no, no. I want to jump in. Okay, but I do have something to say. Okay, go ahead. Oh, no, no. I'm going to compliment you by saying God is infinite. I think we're created in his image in that we reflect God is able to think, uh, God is able to express himself, God is able to sense, we have that, God is able to make things, we have hands, we can reason. In, I mean, I don't know if God, you know, God is infinite. I, I'm not, I, I, I think the point here is that if we want to get an idea of God, look to Jesus. Right. Well, they said absolutely. That. Right. Absolutely. And, absolutely. Well, and, and so, but that—that's what I've always felt. Why we're in the image of God. Image doesn't necessarily. You're not necessarily a grand old man or a young young man, but we we have the <clears> capabilities <throat> in our finite form. What he has in infinite, we reflect that. See, and I think it's a combination of the two verses from Genesis. The in essence, what what some people refer to as the two creation stories. Genesis 1, uh, 20, chapter 1, verse 20, 26, sorry. Then God said, let us make man in our image and our likeness and let them rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air and the livestock over all the earth and all the creatures that move along the ground. And then chapter 2, uh, verse 7, where we're in the Adam and Eve part of the Christian story, the Lord God formed the man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living being. And I think it's a combination, like you said, Steve, I think it's the fact that we can reason, we have, and I think more importantly than anything else, God created animals and all that, and please hear me out, I love my 15 whatever cat number I'm up to at this moment at my house, five inside, my wife... You have 15 feed. cats. My, my wife feeds... Are they alive? They are. My, my wife feeds the ones outside. Get it a is, hobby. It, it is what, it's my wife's deal. <laughs> They're there. We feed them. But I love them to death, but they are animals in, right. in every sense of the word. So one got sick. I made sure I got a, I knew he wasn't feeling good, so I made sure I got to the backyard before him. my wife did every day for a couple of days because I kind of knew where it was going. <laughs> and then you told your wife 14 cats. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> but but animals are animals. And they are not human beings. They do not have a soul. <coughs> you know, we can talk about the lion and the lamb laying down together in Revelation later. But they we are distinctly different from them in that we have a soul. The second thing that God created before he created man was the angelic beings. The angelic beings do not really have free will in the same way we do. Lucifer fell, took a bunch of him with him, but they're not free will the same way we are. That image of God relates to us having a soul, the breath of life being breathed into man by God, and the fact that we have free will as human beings. We can choose to follow God. We can choose to not follow God. We can choose to live good lives. We can choose to live horrible lives. But we have total freedom to choose right, right. in and of that. And I think that's where the image of God really comes in is from that. I think of what Steve was just saying. I think of the image of God being 
your computer, you see an icon on the front page of it, right? And mm -hmm. it represents or symbolizes right. the software program behind it. Well, what Steve said is absolutely correct. You cannot imagine God himself, but you can imagine his image, possibly. And an image right. also being that what we believe he represents, his whole character, his right. whole personification. Pardon me, his personification. The thing about this lesson, though, that was uh, totally different for me, um, and my basic background, I mean, I've been in church my whole life. Uh, like I said before, my parents were Methodists. My grandparents were Mennonites. And I never really thought about this, but it said Jesus was first. He predates his earthly birth. He was created in the sense that humans are created. There was never a time that Jesus did not exist. He is from eternity past and will be in the eternal future. And that is from Revelations uh, 1-4. And I never really thought about it like that because I've always felt in the, I believed in the Trinity. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And so that's kind of the well, omnipresence I, of... I, yeah. I wonder, because we talked about it some podcasts ago, and I think it was, it was Robert... And it's worth bringing up again, um, the, the, because sometimes we fall into it that you know, Jesus came along when he did that. And but if if I'm theologically correct, the Trinity always existed. Yep. And we brought up before. Maybe we could talk about it again because that that in Daniel, uh, the figure in the furnish was a manifestation of the Son. A pre-incarnate. Uh, Jesus and and we've also had the 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 angel or the 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 person who wrestled with Jacob. Jo yeah, Jacob. Um, right, there's there's right. a couple of instances of God appearing, kind of incarnate, and 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 we've brought up that that could be as as you said a pre-incarnate Jesus yep. or, a, or the, a manifestation of the the Son part of the Trinity. Most most theologians consider both of those instances to be pre-incarnate versions of Jesus showing up at that time prior to his physical incarnation, which we're about to experience here in today is December 11th. We just finished the second Sunday of Advent. So in two more weeks, we're going to experience and celebrate the incarnation of Jesus where God himself actually not just showed up but actually came and took flesh on himself, became a baby, for as weird as that sounds to all of us, and literally became a human being. If you think about it for a moment, what is more ironic than that, that Jesus Christ, God in the flesh, came as a human being. Now, let's see, all of us here have had children. Right. Babies right, right. are the most helpless things in the history of the universe. A human baby, a human baby. is is <laughs> yeah, a human baby is 150% totally dependent on their mother and father way more than any animal even. And for a lot longer. Oh, a lot, yeah. A lot longer. Absolutely. Some would argue up to into the 20s on occasion, but yeah. Right, right, right. The uh, second phrase you mentioned, Bill, very briefly, he's a firstborn over all creation. That um, firstborn being 
he was born on earth as a human right. being, guys, right? right? This is what we're saying. Uh, and then by him, the next, the next phrase we look at there is, for by him all things were created. And then we go back to Genesis, and, uh, and, and we believe that the, tri tri the Trinity was together with God when he created the, uh, uh, the earth and uh, the universe and the stars and sky and everything like that. Uh, the point I'm coming to, right, folks, is that uh, the, the author seems to think we should attribute Jesus as the creator of the universe. In other words, not just God, Genesis refers to it, but the author says uh, when, you, when you ask or when somebody asks you who created the universe, you should say Jesus, not God. And that's on our page 34. But I, I, I don't necessarily agree with that. What I'm getting at, folks, so he does make some comments relative to that and he says with the backdrop of Jesus being the creator it is obvious as to why he can heal the deaf and blind why he can cause the lame to see walk again cast out demons calm the seas and make wine out of water and meals with thousands out of a few fish and loaves of bread meals for thousands out of a few fish and loaves of bread the, the miracles are a an example of his creative power. So I would agree with the author on that uh, because he, it was in the Old Testament, if some of you remember, Elisha uh, had the lady, it, it's not something new just to Jesus, so when Elisha prophesied to a lady or told the lady that her oil would not run dry or her wheat when he was saying her, that didn't run dry either, but that source we attribute, folks, would be from God himself that told the prophet Elisha, what to tell the lady to accomplish it. So anyway, the one I'm getting at there, the creative powers were revealed through Christ in many of the miracles he exhibited on earth. And with that, we're going to go ahead and take a break. This is Man Up, Man Up Podcast. We will be right back. You are listening to the Man Up Spiritual Oasis for Men podcast. Originating out of Sugarland, Houston, Texas, USA, it's the faith-based man podcast that women enjoy too. Called authentic, timely, and unexpectedly funny, Man Up has been encouraging and entertaining audiences since 2016 and continues to be one of the fastest-growing shows in its segment. Want to book a speaker, show, or post a comment? Go to Man Up on Facebook or our website, www.man-upspiritualoasis.com. And now, back to the No Church Answers Tour and the Fellows of Man Up. And welcome back. This is Man Up. Man Up Spiritual Oasis for Men. We're not pastors. We're just regular guys. But each of us are on this faith journey. We're so glad that you're with us, too. This is deep individual discussion um, that you, you really can't have anywhere else. And this is the kind of thing that, uh, that we encourage each and every one of you to participate in a small group. And especially if you can get some men together, then you can go into these discussions that we have weekly. And we're so glad that you turned into this podcast. We're in Colossians, and this is the focal text is one 15 through 19 and we're talking about Jesus as the firstborn over all creation and some of you may be like me 
And that might be the first time that you've ever really thought about that because I really believed in the Trinity and I didn't think that Jesus actually showed up until he was, you know, essentially born in the flesh. But according to this, and you think about it, Jesus was first and he predates his earthly birth. And he is the head and the body of the church. He is the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead. So in that everything, he might have the supremacy. For God was pleased to have his fullness dwell in him. And so I get the, uh, I, I get the impression that Jesus essentially embodies all that God has. This is, I mean, this is one of the great mysteries because it's almost, well, it is, it is a contradiction. Our art has called it a, a paradox wrapped within a mystery uh, and wrapped around a, a contradiction. I mean, the author himself writes, we, we essentially kind of have to believe that Jesus was finite and infinite at the same time. Uh, which is kind of a contradiction because if you're if you're finite, you're not infinite, and if you're not infinite, you're. But um, but we see signs of this throughout his ministry. He rose from the dead. That's that's the that's the the killer in all this. Um, but he had he, to die on the cross. He died. He died. I, I, but death, death as a death, did not hold him. Him right. Um, he could perform miracles, but we, he couldn't be. We see he was still constrained. He could. We never read about him being in two places at once. Uh, well, and, we and never... especially before he was resurrected. Mm -hmm. Before he was resurrected, there there are things of he's asleep in the boat. Mm -hmm. The you know, and the storm riles and starts to sink the boat, and the disciples wake him up, going, "Jesus, yeah, we're gonna sink, we're gonna sink." He basically stands up, "Peace, be still. I'm trying to sleep here." And waves stop, wind stop. He goes back to sleep. So he obviously got tired. Um, the whole temptation with the devil. He obviously gets hungry. Yeah, it, it, it is. But it, and at the same time, he's walking down the road. A woman mm -hmm. touches him. Actually, she touched his garment. His garment, right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And he mm -hmm. stops everything and says, who touched me? And the disciples are like, what do you mean who touched you? There's like people all around. Everyone's touching mm -hmm. you. No, no, no. Somebody touched me and the power left me. Right. A certain <laughs> way. Yeah. That's right. A certain way you I know? was touched. And so, yeah, it is very much a, I, I like how you said that, Steve. It's a paradox. You know, and, and it goes back to Bill. You were, you were quoting earlier, it's John... 1-4, and it says, before his throne in from Jesus Christ, who is and was and is to come. And then if it goes a little further in chapter 1, you know, it actually goes in in verse 8, and he says, I am the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord God, who was and is and who is to come. So it's all of that wrapped into one you know, now I, I'd kind of like to, you know, let, let's take another page here because there are others who say, and this is, you know, Colossians is fighting heresy, right? Right. right. Okay. So <coughs> in today's heresy, how many of us have heard Jesus is kind of a made up story? You know, it, it's all this bunch of stories, bunch of people got together, they wrote the book, 
they put it together, you know, and kind of made it up as they go. So Steve mentioned earlier before he went off the rails, John Dominic Croson. Um, I've, I've read, I actually own his book um, in parables to search for the historical Jesus. And some of his early work was really good. There was a group of scholars started, they, they called it the Jesus Project, and it was in search of the historical mm -hmm. Jesus. Now, they went a little crazy. Uh, I will freely admit they went off the rails. Um, questionable research, taking sources that were quite obviously secondhand, not from the first century. But if you go back, there is actual real historical evidence for Jesus of Nazareth. Oh, that's definitely... Um most historians believe they, that that a Jesus of Nazareth existed, and he's the person who's identified in the Gospels. Like yeah. They, 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 when you get into the faith stuff and the resurrection, things differ. But uh, and the uh, Josephus, of course, wrote about him. Um, some of the Roman historians wrote about him somewhat secondhand. That Jesus' followers said this about him. Um, there is, there is actually a, a, the, the iron of the irony of things is one of the earliest depictions of what they believe Jesus crucified is actually a rather it's a blasphemous piece of graffiti. I'm not sure where was it was found. I'm not sure if it was Italy or Turkey or, um, but it's on the wall, and it's it's meant to mock. They were mocking believers back then. <laughs> Uh, it's it's um it's a man it's a it's there is a man who's crucified on a cross and there is another man kneeling before him and I and I don't remember the name but it, the the graffiti is so and so kneels to his God um, and so there th this isn't yet yeah, this 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 is all pretty contemporaneous to say it, to, to 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 come down at it none of this was. Uh, and and it, I don't think it, I don't think it would have caught on if it didn't, if it didn't resonate. There were people who saw this. Paul had an encounter with the resurrected Jesus. Um, this would not have spread and ultimately overpowered in terms of faith the Roman Empire if it was not true. I would have to agree, and and I think each of you out there listening. Uh, and and certainly I, I can look at my life. Uh, this this faith journey that I've been on, it, it would not be the same without Jesus, without the uh, um, the inspiration and the example uh, of it. And and I mean it's it shaped world events uh, too, and it, and it continues to. And it, it's one of the things though that here we are in contemporary society, you know you're on to something when you have such vicious enemies, which is, which is what Christianity is encountering now. Uh, here, 2,000 years later, uh, the viciousness of the enemies. So you know you're on to something uh, when you have that kind of resistance. It's, it's interesting what... <clears throat> Why, from the very beginning, the earthly powers really resisted this and pushed back? Um, yeah, the Roman empires wanted their emperors to be viewed as gods, and I don't think the average man on the street really gave much more than lip service to that. 
Christianity, they, they hated the Christian. They, they, they wanted to stamp this out, even though it was a small cultish religion that really wasn't trying to threaten the empire at all. Um, but it did, it, it did no, question we the order. It, it we were proselyting. Yeah, but it did question, it did question the, right. the order of things, though. Yeah. Yes. It did yeah. question the because it basically, and we'll see you later in Colossians, uh, it was the first idea that, you know, before God, everyone everyone is equal. There's you know there's no right. there's no slave, there's no master, there's no man, there's no woman, there's no Gentile, there's no Jew. That even today that that there's an undercurrent that disturbs people. You see it you know do people and and I think even then we tip fast forward today, uh, the there's certainly in parts of the world there's outright persecution and uh, and prison imprisonment torture. Um, execution for 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 Christians in this uh, in in our culture it's more you risk ostracism you risk being canceled I mean when you're when you're the Salvation Army and you're taking heat right <laughs> for goodness right. sake yeah <laughs> for goodness sake I mean that's that's almost you almost that I that almost makes that opposition look ridiculous frankly right. when you right. when you're scared of the Salvation Army and yeah. feel the need to wipe them out. What the heck is wrong with you? You're right. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a, we're going to get run over by an <laughs> army of people with bells. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> During Christmas. Yep. Right. Yep. right. Red kettle. Yeah. The red kettle. And the, right. The red kettle brigade. One of the verses, okay. One of the verses 17, folks, uh, that we read earlier and talked about, and the guys have mentioned this a little bit off and on, is... Uh, Jesus says, before all things, verse 17, and in him all things hold together. Now, we mentioned, of course, that Jesus was part of creation, that he's part of the Trinity, um, he's part of the Godhead, and by him all things were created in heaven and earth. Now, uh, Jesus himself confirmed that. I believe Robert mentioned this to you folks when he was addressing the Pharisees, and they were asking him, who are you? He says, uh, he says your father Abraham rejoice to see my day. This is John 8, 57, 58. He says, your father, and this just shocked him. They said, what? You're not even 50 years old, and you're telling us that you saw Father Abraham? He said, he made the statement, before Abraham was, I am. Okay? Which he says, I am God. Uh, now, what I'm getting at, the second part of the statement, though, is that in him all things are held together. Uh, folks, I don't know if you ever stop and think about the universe or think about what we're in, how the universe, um, I guess, is, is, is sit in perfect relationship to each other. All the stars are set in a perfect relationship to each other. They pivot, they circle around a particular nucleus. Um, our, our, our own planet spins. We don't lose our atmosphere. We don't fall off it. There are so many things uh, that all things hold together. The great mystery there is of how the use of the universe and how our stars follow a path around the sun in just our galaxy. Millions of stars follow a circle around a galaxy, and millions of galaxies follow a pattern or a path around the universe. Now, the very basic atoms that, uh, pardon me, the very basic uh, things that we know of, of from way past is our atoms. They have a nucleus a proton, electron, and a neutron. And here's what I'm getting at, folks. I was looking this up before we came to the podcast, and I thought a rather comical comment 
when I said, uh, okay, so what are the parts of an atom? I've forgotten that, guys. I know Robert remembers everything. There's right, other parts right. who Robert has it down pat, and Steve probably <coughs> does too. And Bill and I are going, what are the other parts? Right, right, right. <laughs> but anyway, here's the comment uh, that was told me when the guy says, you have a nucleus, you have a, a neutron, proton, an electron. He says, we now know that atoms are made up of three particles. And of course, those three, they'll say protons, neutrons, electrons. We know there's a nucleus. And they are composed of even smaller particles called quarks. And I'm thinking quirk. Quark. Right, right. Quark. Atoms were created after the Big Bang 13.7 million years ago. And so I'm scratching my head going, why not an ad and an extra 523 years 11 months and 10 <laughs> days if he knows right. exactly when these were created. It just shows you, and what I'm getting at, to me that's humorous because they still think they can, they can date the beginning of the universe. They still think well, they, they can Well, I think you can. That, that theory is pretty strong. But I will, I will, no, I will give you, I will give you, if you want, if you want to catch up, the, catch the physicists up, I'll, I'll give you, because I'll tell you, that, the, 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 the pretty certain about how the Big Bang and the age of the universe, I'll go as far as say evolution is a very, very sound theory. Every, everything we discover in science points to that theory uh, is correct. But uh, I'll give you this. You want, we want to talk about mysteries? Einstein's theory of relativity, that's also a very, very strong theory. It really predicts and and looks at the way large, very large objects, planets, stars, and such, gravity, um, uh, exist in relation to each other. And actually non-seen things too, like well, gravity wait, wait, and other wait, things. Wait, 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 wait. Okay. So, so, on the other hand, you have quantum theory. Another very, very, very sound theory. Our computers work, <clears throat> our DVD players work. Uh, everything, everything we have electronic works along realms of, works along the, the lines of quantum theory, which is, as, as, as Bill just said, the, the theory of very, very small objects. Both theories are inherently contradictory to each other. If certain things are true, this is if you want to be a scientist, if certain things are true in the theory of relativity, well, that means certain things in, the, in, in, in quantum theory are, you know, don't hold, but they do. Uh, there are contradictory aspects uh, that 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 are, are in, in each theory that uh, to uh, each other. So you can look at them and say, "Well, the universe operates like that, and the universe operates like that, but together they can't operate." So that's so, I, I'm oversimplifying yeah. it, but yes, there are that. That's my you know that's okay. where you'll get a kind of uh, the physicists going on oh, or whatever. Because yes, there is there is thing there are things they can't explain when it comes to reconciling both theories. Okay, and that's mm -hmm. where you're going with this. In, okay. in him, mm -hmm. all things are held together. Yes. Is that what you mean? Well, there, thank there. You, you can put the thank punctuation. You, no, right, no, right. I appreciate that. That's <laughs> well, that, that makes sense, though. No, Be yeah. Because there, there is a moment of faith that we have to have mm -hmm. right. to, to get beyond this. You know, to, to go beyond where we are and that moment of faith takes us to, so first of all, God was in the beginning. He helped create everything. Number two, the number two thing about Jesus Christ is, hey, guess what? He walked on the earth in a finite body that held infinite power that he chose to limit himself to at some point, as we talked about. And then the final thing is 
he chose each and every one of us to share that message with everybody else. And that's why we have a church, and that's why we have ministry, and that's why we try to do good and bring good things and good thoughts and goodness to the world is through that. Right. And as we're coming down to the end of podcast number 133, uh, I thought Mike was going to get into some kind of string theory there for a minute. You <laughs> oh, know, yeah. Right? No, we lost <laughs> <laughs> string theory out of that. I was going to have to rotor at a higher altitude than I'm normally used to in order to be able to get a part of that discussion. So, And with that... I'm going to go around the room one final time and get some takeaways from the panel on this uh, this particular lesson. Uh, and, and me, I'll, I'll go first. I've been I've been watching I've been watching those uh, those hearings, you know. And the chairman goes, and uh, I recognize myself. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you self, man, do yourself. Did he raise his hand first? Right, right, right. Did he yeah. raise his hand first. I well, actually, I always wondered what 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 does he have a mirror? And he holds it up. Yeah, I recognize me. Yeah, yeah there's me. You know, but here's the thing about this particular lesson that that I learned and I never really necessarily thought about because I've always believed in the Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. <clears throat> I, I figured that the Son just basically showed up when he was born, but after going through this, yeah, it does make sense. Jesus was always there because he is the manifestation of God. And, but just because of that, I, I don't feel that's necessarily a stumble, stumbling block or shouldn't be to your uh, faith journey. I, I'm interested in all this, but the reality is my faith journey is, is a living faith. It's, it's to help me through my life, and it's allowing me to help people and to do things that are meaningful in my life while I have life. And I think it's great for us to study and to learn this kind of stuff. Give us different perspective. But it's not something, particularly for me, that I'm going to trip over. I'm going to continue on. I'm going to continue on with my journey. And uh, Steve, well, you your yeah, basic not, uh, overview. I, and of I know we, we, went, we went off track a lot, but... Um, and maybe this will be a lead-in to, to, to Mike, who, who brought a lot of stuff with him. Uh, we we talked, yes, this, this, shouldn't be, this shouldn't be, you know, don't get hung up on this. I mean, yeah. this, but what is important is that we are Christians, we believe Jesus was the in, incarnate God. Uh, that's, the, that's the step of faith we take, that, that through Jesus... Uh, he is the creator, he is the savior, and the sustainer. We, the, the author talks about that. Uh, that, is, that is my God, that is our God. Uh, there are religions that say otherwise. I'm not going to debate that, but I will say, if, if you do not believe Jesus Christ was God, you are not a Christian. And if your faith principles... Uh, say otherwise, it's not a Christian faith. It is. It, it could be a perfectly legitimate religion. I am not jumping on it, but that's, this, is, this is one of the ways you identify Christians. This is one of the ways you've always identified Christians. And this is what Paul is saying, because already heresies were, 
we're drifting in. So, but once you take that step, I mean, there's, there is so much more to the heart in this uh, than purely guys worrying about theology and Christology. Right. right. Uh, and it is a mystery, and that's part of it. And yeah, you're, you're, uh, someone who's a hard, fast empiricist scientist is going to have problems with this. Um, I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm not saying there are listeners out there who will have problems with this. Uh, but this is. Um, this is what I've. I've committed to. I will say right up front. I believe this. Uh, I believe uh, in too. Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Agreed. Judge. Going back to the image of God, folks, I want to wrap this up with a, a couple of questions we talked about in, uh, in our class, uh, of which, of course, Bill is the leader of the class as well, uh, the Man Up class. Um, do we truly believe that we are created in God's image? Okay, that to me is just very profound, first of all. But to really believe it, folks, if you really believe what the Scripture tells us, and uh, in fact, Genesis tells us too, even if you don't believe the New Testament, Genesis tells us that we are the image of God and we were created in his image. And then if that's, that's the case, folks, I, I implore you to believe that and look at yourself. Are you, if you are created in the image of God, are you looking at yourself and are you treating yourself with respect as you would treat as if God created you as a, an intentional act? And then in looking at that, believing that we are created in God's image and we do reflect him depending on how much we seek him and desire to serve him and be like him, and specifically Jesus in his fleshly image, folks, will this, this faith or this belief cause you to look at your spouse differently? Will it cause you to look at your children differently? And even the people that do not know and accept Christ as Savior, if we truly believe that we were all created in God's image, uh, I'm asking you to think about that and not necessarily change your life on, but but look at people with respect and uh, and give them respect that would be due if they are truly uh, created in God's image. Excellent. Professor, wow, your was, takeaway. That was fantastic. <laughs> yes, hard hitting. Uh, and, and if we are really all created, and I'm going to just jump on, if we are really all created in the image of God, then we all deserve to have the relationship with Him. And I think that's the thing that we've got to remember. And that, and then I'm going to end with 2 Corinthians chapter 5, 18 through 20 that they talked about in the lesson. All this is through Christ who gave us the ministry of reconciliation that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting men's sins against them, and he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors. As though God were making his appeal through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. And that is really what this entire discussion is about. If we're made in the image of God, as Mike said, everybody deserves that respect. And well, if everybody has that, then we have, and we, we are demanded that we attempt to have help people reconcile themselves to God. Go ahead, what, Steve. What was that last passage from that you read? Second uh, Corinthians 5, 18 through 20. Right, right. And with this, this has been a great discussion. Uh, 
podcast number 133. You can find us on iHeartRadio, iTunes, uh, SoundCloud, where we have all of our uh, podcasts archived. Uh, we're also on Facebook at Man-Up. We have a website, which is at Man-UpSpiritualOasis.com. <clears throat> it's so great to have you join us uh, as a part of the faith journey, and I hope you enjoyed this discussion. If you're ever in the Sugarland area, please stop in. Uh, we'll, we'll make you feel welcome. And <clears throat> we want to encourage each and every one of you out there to get involved in a local Bible-based church. Why local? So you'll go, and so you'll participate, and get involved in an ABF, Adult Bible Fellowship, commonly known as a Sunday School class, and find a small group where you can discuss stuff and also get deeper into the Word and find a men's group. <clears throat> and if there isn't one, start one! This is Men Up! You've been listening to Man Up. You want answers. I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Dedicated to the uncommon man, created by equally uncommon men. If I were the man I was five years ago, I'd take a flamethrower to this place! You can contact us on Facebook under Man-Up. Post questions, and we'll answer them right here on the Man Up Podcast. <laughs>